0: Let's pray and ask God to meet us in the Word, and then as we move into a prayer ministry time. First day of this year, Lord, and I I would guess that that many, many of us here, we could just really use a fresh touch from you for whatever reasons, busyness of the season, maybe some worries, maybe some discouragements, whatever it might be. And I, I pray, Lord, that, that you would help me now to explain about prayer ministry and the laying on of hands and that then you would move with power as we break into smaller groups and lay hands on each other and pray. Would you come? And I pray that, that each person that we pray for would receive exactly from you what they need and that you would be glorified as powerful and loving and forgiving through Jesus Christ so come and do a mighty work, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name, Amen. Well, let's turn to Luke chapter four. And if you need a Bible, as we always say, go ahead and raise your hand so we can pass one to you. I'm going to have at least two passages we're going to turn to and look at this morning. Luke four is on page 860 in the Bibles we're passing out. So raise your hands if you need one. Every six months or so, roughly. Uh, Jerry and I think it's helpful to have what we call a prayer ministry Sunday. And what that is, is, I'm just going to teach briefly here, and then we're going to break into smaller groupings, you know, six to ten people or so, and we're going to lay hands on each other. This is what the New Testament calls the laying on of hands. We're going to pray for each other with the laying on of hands, and we're going to ask God to come and and touch you. And, and uh, whatever, whatever you need, that he'll come and, and bring his peace upon you, if that's what's needed, that he'll heal you if that's what's needed, give you guidance if that's what's needed, pour his love into your heart afresh, strengthen your faith, establish you against some temptation, whatever it might be. We want to pray along those lines. And there's a couple reasons that we think this is important to do as, as a church. i mean, share with you three, three reasons. One is because the laying on of hands, it's a regular practice in the New Testament church. I listed a, a, some scriptures there in your notes, and those aren't all of them. There's more besides just those. But it's a regular practice in the New Testament, and it brings great benefits to the body of Christ. Now, we, we do this regularly here at Mercy Hill. Uh, after every service, we invite people to come forward to receive prayer, and then we lay hands on them and we pray for them. We do this also regularly in our home groups when there's needs that come up, and we will gather around somebody and, and lay hands on them and pray for them. But we think it's good to take one Sunday morning, maybe twice a year, and to do that here so we can grow together as a church body in our understanding of what, 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 it, what happens when we lay hands on each other, grow in our understanding of it, and grow in our, our confidence in our our experience of it. So that's the first reason. It's a regular practice, the New Testament church. A second reason that I think this is important to do is because many of you this morning have needs. Many of you this morning, as you look at your heart, you're thinking, I could use a fresh touch from God. And and here's the good news of Jesus Christ. No matter what sins you've committed, no matter how far you might feel from God, because of Jesus' death on the cross and his resurrection, showing what his death accomplished, because of his death and resurrection, you can come to God as you are, humble, repentant, confessing, trusting, and as you call upon him and put your trust in Jesus, not only does he forgive you, but he will, throughout the course of your life, he will have times where he will pour his Holy Spirit out upon you and fill you with his love. So you just... you. You don't just know he loves you, but you're sensing it, you're filled with it. There'll be times where he will strengthen your faith, where you've been weak, struggling, doubting, and he will meet you so that you're strengthened in trusting Jesus Christ. There'll be times where maybe you've been hopeless or discouraged. And he will so, st- call, it's Romans fifteen thirteen. he will cause you to abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, the supernatural work of God. He can heal you physically. He can guide you supernaturally with decisions. All these different things he loves to do. So many of you this morning have needs. Many of you this morning would love to have a fresh touch from God. And so we want to give you an opportunity to ask for that and to have us pray for you and for God to do that. That's the second reason third reason is that every believer is called to be equipped for ministry. God wants every believer. It's not just the elders or the home group leaders or the deacons who are equipped for ministry, but every single person in the body of Christ is equipped for ministry. And we want to be i mean part of our job, my job, Jerry's my job, home group leaders. We want to be equipping all of you for the work of the ministry. And one way we can minister to each other is through the laying on of hands. And so we're all going to be able to participate in doing this together so we will all be growing and being equipped in this. Now, let me give you two scriptures just to give a, a biblical foundation for what we're going to do and then we'll, we'll move into doing it together. So look at Luke chapter 4, verses 40 and 41. And that's page 860 in the Bibles we passed out. And look at what Luke tells us happened in Jesus' life. Now, when the sun was setting all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. So every every single sick person, Jesus laid his hands on them and he prayed for them, every single one. Verse 41, And demons also came out of many, crying, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them. And would not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ. Okay, so one reason we lay hands on each other and pray for each other is because Jesus did. We're following in Jesus' footsteps. He's the son of God. Here he beautifully shows us God's heart. God loves to heal. We know that every sickness of every believer is going to be healed ultimately either in this life or the life to come, right? Healing's coming. Jesus shows us this lavish outpouring of God's healing heart. But see, notice when Jesus laid his hands on people and prayed for them, it was it was because he was asking God to do something supernatural, healing or freeing them from demons in this case. So to lay hands on somebody is a picture that we're asking God through us to specially touch this person here and now. Supernaturally, specially to touch this person right now. Peace, joy, strength, comfort, Love, guidance, healing, we're asking for something to take place right here supernaturally in their, in their lives. Jesus did it. That's that was his intention. And so we want to follow in his footsteps and follow his example and do it as well. Okay, second passage. Look at Acts chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. Acts 8, 14 through 17. This is page 916 in the Bibles we passed out. So here we see it's not just Jesus who lays hands on people and prays for them, but here we see it's it's two of the apostles, so it's broadened out. Acts 8, 14 through 17. Interesting passage here. Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria, Samaria was a region maybe 20 or 30 miles north of Jerusalem. Uh, racially different group of people than the Jewish people in Jerusalem. So when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent to them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen on any of them, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus." Then they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Now you may wonder, well, why hadn't they received the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? They'd repented, they'd been baptized, and the passage doesn't say, but a lot of commentators, and I think this is probably right, this was the first time the gospel had advanced into a group of people who weren't Jewish, broadly. The Samaritans was, a, was not a Jewish group of people. And I think that God wanted to let the apostles see with their own eyes that non-Jews who put their trust in Jesus received this precious gift of the Holy Spirit. And so he waited and said, James and John, go down there so they could lay hands on Samaritan people. We're going to lay hands on them. They, they, are, are they going to receive the Holy Spirit? They're, they're not Jewish people. Is this going to just, whoa, they did, okay? They were filled with God's love. God poured his living water to their hearts. Samaritans were loving Jesus and worshiping Jesus and sensing God's presence. It's happening with people who aren't Jews. So I think that's probably the reason why God had it happened this way with the Samaritans. Because usually God's way is when somebody repents, puts his or her trust in Jesus, at that moment God will pour his love into their hearts. He will pour rivers of living water into their hearts and satisfy their heart souls. Heart, heart thirsts and strength. Heart thirsts and hungers. Okay. But again, notice the role of the laying on of hands. Verse 17. Then they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. So a couple things. One is, it's not just Jesus who lays his hands on people. Here it's to the apostles, Peter and John. Now it's also not just apostles. In Acts 9, Ananias lays his hands on Paul and Paul's healed from his blindness. Remember the road to Damascus and filled with the Holy Spirit? In in Acts 13... Prophets and teachers in Antioch lay hands on Paul and Barnabas for a fresh empowering and filling of the Holy Spirit before they send them off on their missionary journey. In 1 Timothy 4 and 2 Timothy, I forget the chapter, the elders in Ephesus lay their hands on Timothy, and God supernaturally imparts a spiritual gift upon Timothy. So again, it's not just Jesus, and it's also not just apostles, it's broadly. And then notice also that when you lay hands on someone, you're asking for God to specially touch them by the power of His Holy Spirit. That's happening again here. They lay hands on them and the Samaritans are filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so that's what we're going to do here in a moment. In a moment when I get done explaining what we're going to do, uh, we're going to break into smaller groups. We'll just see how many we've got. I would recommend around eight people maybe in each group. So we're going to need to do that rapidly. So don't take hours figuring out who's going to just, you know, kind of circle chairs go ahead and and move the chairs around that's going to be okay and then i've got there'll be leaders in each group who will take the initiative to facilitate what's going on and so here's here's kind of the flow to go through we'll we'll put some things up on up on the screen start just by briefly introducing yourselves first name okay just so that okay you, you know and if you and if you're praying for somebody later and you forget their name just say could i ask you your name again that's all right to do don't worry about that but just briefly introduce yourselves And then one person kind of needs to take, kind of bite the bullet and share a need. Okay, now now here's the deal: every single one of us could use a fresh touch from God this morning, right? Every every one of us could, because I don't want you thinking, well, you know, mine's not big enough or my need isn't. You know, you know, I know we're all so polite, and that's a good thing. You know, you want somebody else to go first, but if like you know five seconds goes by and nobody else has, then you then it's your turn. Okay, let's 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 do it that way. All right, and listen, we're gonna keep. It just this is our word for all of us. We're going to keep things confidential, okay? Um, so you don't need to worry about that at all. But just go ahead and and, and share your need. You don't need to go into a lot of detail. You can just share. I'm I'm really worried about something. Would you pray for me? Okay, we will. All right. So it doesn't don't need to have a whole lot of the details about it. So somebody goes ahead and shares a need. And then the group will gather around you, your chair will go in the middle of the circle, the group will gather around you and lay hands on you, and, and then they're going to pray for you, and they're going to ask for God to specially touch you right now, to bring his presence upon you, to minister to you in some specific way that will really help you. This is wonderful, I love this. Now, so then, then, then the group's going to pray and ask God to work, and what you want to focus on is Praying that for ways that God will touch touch this person right here now so let 's say for example that that your uh, you know, sister 's cousin is is struggling with illness now we, we would love to pray for your sister 's cousin okay but but right now we want to pray for you and how you need to be touched by the Lord, so if you 're really burdened by your sister's cousin and we'll pray for God to meet you to bring his peace upon you maybe later we would then be able to pray for your sister's cousin okay as well but you understand the difference we want to focus during this time on praying for you and your heart needs that's why we're laying hands on you because your sister's cousin is not here right now but we'd be happy to pray for for your sister's cousin as well for God to do a powerful work in in her so we're going to pray for this person's need. Ask the Father to work supernaturally right here and now. So, so the group is praying. I would encourage you, when you pray, you don't need to pray long prayers. Okay? Uh, in fact, it, it'd be better to pray concise, and then you can pray more than once. Okay? So just, you know, Lord, bring your peace upon George right now, we ask in Jesus' name. Flood his heart with peace right now. Kind of do that. Right? There you go. And then somebody else can pray too. All right? Um, as you're praying then, and, and maybe while somebody else is praying, be praying with them, be agreeing with them, just in your spirit, yes, Lord. Because there is, the Lord in his grace has chosen to have group prayer stir his heart even more to work, right? I understand there's mystery to that, but that's how God has chosen. So, so, so be agreeing and then also be be praying. Lord, what, what do you want me to pray? Be asking the Lord you know, for spiritual gifts. Is there a like a scripture you'd want me to speak? Is there a, a picture you might want to give me that I could share with them that would be very meaningful to them? Is there just some way you want me to pray? So be be attuned to that. I should also mention, that's right, Lisa had a good suggestion earlier, and that is if somebody shares a need, we just want to move right to prayer. Don't no no quick fixes, right? Oh well just do that. We don't need to pray. You just just t- t- do this, or, st- or to stop worrying, or whatever, right? Okay, so, so no quick fixes. We'll just move right into prayer. Um, then as you pray, you're, you're thinking, you're listening to see if God maybe brings a thought into your mind to pray over them, or a verse to speak, or, or a prophecy to speak over them. Then as you pray, I find it helpful to keep my eyes open and to watch what God's doing. I mean, somebody might share a scripture that you can just see is deeply encouraging the person you're praying for. That helps you kind of get a sense of what God's doing. So it's helpful to, to watch and see what the Father's doing. And then give it time. Our goal isn't to pray for every single person in the group, so it's not like we'll just you know, move on to the next person, but, but let there be time. And don't, don't be afraid of silence. Okay? Silence is, is golden, as that old song used to, a long time ago, used to, used to go. Um, during times of silence, just be praying silently for the person. God can still be working powerfully in their heart by his spirit, maybe revealing Jesus to them, strengthening their faith in Jesus while nobody's praying at all. So don't worry about silence. We don't need to kind of keep things going. But again, if as God gives you something to pray, as you think of something that would be helpful to pray, go ahead and pray it. So, we don't want just silence, okay? I don't want to dial up silence so much that it's like, you understand the difference, right? Okay. Um, so you've prayed for a while. A need's been shared. Many have prayed briefly. Um, maybe some spiritual gifts have been shared. You're laying hands, and then you're asking God to come. And then a- after a little while, the leader will sense, just it's time to just take a pause maybe and ask ask the person, um, how, how has the Lord touched you? What have you experienced the Holy Spirit doing in your heart, and just to ask for that. Now, now, when you're asked that question, please don't feel like you need to have some big, amazing answer. If your answer is, well, nothing yet, that's okay. All right? So please don't feel any pressure at all. This is time for God to work. If he's not working, then he will be working. But we find it helpful to ask and just say, what's the Lord doing? Because you may say, well, he's just flooding my heart with peace right now. Or I've I've just, I've just got the answer for this question I was wondering about. Or he's bringing this scripture to my mind and really ministering to me through it or whatever it might be. So be totally honest though, okay? We don't believe, we don't want any hype, no pressure, God's going to work and we're just going to report what he does. So ask what the Father did, and then you can either stop praying for them or, or uh, move on to somebody else, or you can pray for them again. Then when, we're, then, when you're done with that person, you go on to the next person, and we'll probably have time for a couple, I hope, in each group.